Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Casting the Spotlight. It is now July 3rd. Officially. July 3rd, 2019. Just skipped into July 3rd. We're one day away. Yeah. The good old Independence Day. Yeah, 4th of July. Another 4th of July coming. You know, this is the first time, I think, in years. Like, usually around here, doesn't it seem like around the 4th of July, like in St. Louis every year, we're on a fucking drought. And they're like, don't light off fireworks, you're going to burn down the fields yeah. and shit. This year, we've had nothing but rain for months. It's fucking, a, it's a swamp. Like, this is the first time I remember it not being fucking desert in July. It, it, feels, it feels like it's been raining for like 121 days in a row, man. Seriously. Yeah, it's, I, I, I want a clear, I would like a clear forecast and everything for once, but the, um, you know, by now you know that I'm going to California anyways, taking a trip out back to the good old land. See our the good boy. old Golden State, yeah, see your boy. Yeah. Hopefully we can get, uh, he can whip us up a nice little logo. Yeah. And start putting up on our yeah. cast. Casting the Spotlight logo coming at you guys soon. Um, we're just we're uh, getting off on the right foot for the Cast, most part, though. Hashtag casting the spotlight. Yeah, indeed. Gotta plug just it and plug it. Continue to plug that. Man, hope all you guys have some fun stuff planned for the Fourth of July. Going out of town for I'll be gone for you know five nights, five yeah. five days. Yeah, Thursday through. I won't be back till All-Star Day, and I guess we'll all go out for that, do something fun for that. Hopefully the NL pulls one out against the AL, but every year we seem to say that, and every year for the last seven or eight, the fucking American League has beaten the National League in the fucking baseball yeah. All-Star game. I mean... I think by now, the all like, finally, the AL has, like, another, like, one more victory on the NL. Like, finally. Like more, like one more victory or something like that. They've been kicking their ass a lot recent years. I could be wrong, honestly. They could be a few Man, above that. Have you ever, has it seemed like lately, though, uh, like the older you get, you know, holidays just, they don't fucking, they don't hold as much meaning in your heart. Like, I don't even really feel like we're creeping up on 4th of July. Like, as a kid, I, lo- I lit fireworks off like two weeks before 4th of July and shit. Like, it was a holiday. Yeah. Like, now I don't even really think about it. I'm just like, oh, shit, there's firework tents up. Like, I, um, it's, it's, some holidays seem like they've sort of started losing their meaning like that. Not losing their meaning, but they're kind of, yeah, they're just, they're just kind of going by us and we're not making a big deal out of them as much as before. Like, New Year's and some other holidays like that. I mean, I'm not distant hardcore but it's like you know a lot of other holidays have risen and that's kind of gone down like i think in a lot of ways like saint patrick's day is becoming a big thing like halloween's obviously a lot of fun and everything like halloween is like number one yeah and christmas is always christmas is always a pretty big thing too it's just always gonna hold that spot christmas and halloween still i still celebrate the season with those two holidays like halloween you know watching all the fucking horror films Having bonfires, the leaves, it's just great. But, and Christmas is the same way. Like, there's snow, you make cookies, you watch the movies. Like, I still celebrate, because there's still shit to celebrate around the season. Like, I don't feel that same way. Like, St. Patrick's Day, I don't do shit for St. Like, what, on the day of, I'll typically go get drunk. Yeah. 
And hey, that's, that's like the drunk. That's Patrick. that's AKA the drunk holiday, though. Everybody knows that. It really is that well, Mardi Gras, <laughs> Cinco de Mayo. They're drunk holidays as well. Yeah. Cinco de Mayo. I heard that's not even like a fucking Spanish uh, Mexican holiday. I heard that's not even like something they celebrate. I don't think, or it's not as big of a deal to them. Yeah. As it is over here, like over here, we use it as a big excuse. Yeah. This is the American way to celebrate a Mexican kind of holiday or something like that. Latino. Yeah. Spanish. Spanito. I don't know. I'm just doing impressions. I always do them. The I don't date know why. is observed to commemorate the Mexican army's victory over the French Empire at the Battle of Pueblo on May 5th, 1862. And everybody hears that and they're just like, oh, I Nobody heard, knows what heard about going to the bar, getting all fucked up. Same with St. Patrick's Day. Like, yeah. I've heard multiple things like oh it was about chasing uh, snakes out of Ireland or something that's bullshit that's not true it's about dressing in green man what is St. Patrick's Day actually <laughs> fucking about oh man you looking it up yep <laughs> started as a religious celebration in the 17th century to commemorate the life of St. Patrick and the arrival of Christianity in Ireland so that's what it is. Oh, it's a religious so. holiday, actually. Oh, now everybody's just getting fucked up and showing their titties. I mean, <laughs> yeah. it's not religious at all anymore. We saw some, and we saw some tits in downtown STL, but that was fucking... That was Mardi Gras. That was that's Mardi Gras. That's mint. Yeah. That's, oh, yeah. That was that great time. holidays kind of circled around beer and boobs. It was at think. least six pairs of tits and, like, maybe not that many, and then, like, one ass. <laughs> <laughs> one the one random girl is yeah. pulling out her ass. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was, was different. Yeah. It was a very it was a drunk time. That was a good time though. It was just cold. It was so fucking cold that eventually the good time kinda like I was still having a great time down there but I couldn't feel my fingers and my toes and eventually I was just like, I just wanna go inside. Yeah. And warm oh, up. Man. I'm tired of walking the streets, I'm tired of feeling fucking cold. My drunk's wearing off. I just... <laughs> I need to go in. But Damn, yeah. I'm yawning. I can't be yawning right now. We got some business to take care of with these peeps. So, man, uh, it's been uh, it's been a minute, a little longer, I, th- I guess, than what we thought our last our podcast would be, probably. But we're yeah. getting back to them now. So, I guess... Uh, you want to recap the movie segments? The movies. The yeah, movies. What, what um... Did did we come up with a segment name or anything for that or no? Did we, were we um, just calling the movie exchange? Should we have a name for this? I don't know. What do you think? We'll we'll get back to it. Later. We'll, we'll come back wanna, to it. I don't want to. I don't want to try to come up to it. Like come up with a name for it on air. Yeah. Because I feel like that would take too long. So yeah. we can just don't want to bore these folks. Um, man. So it's just the movie exchange last week. I gave you Friday to watch, yep. and you gave me Mallrats to watch. Yep. And we're going to do this every week where we exchange a new movie. Yeah. Something. And watch it and come back with a little something to say about something it. Something we haven't seen, something we think the other one needs to give another chance to watching, or that we have not seen in a very long time. So it's just the exchange each week. And uh, and so, wow. So um, do you want to ask me about Friday first, or should I um, ask you about Mallrats? What do you want to do? I'm prepared whenever. Yeah, I don't care either way. Honestly, it doesn't matter to me. Well, I'm, I'm fresh first. off. I'm fresh off talking about um, Friday, so I'll. Yeah, you just uh, watched it. 
I'll recap. Yeah, first time ever. I will. I will admit that a lot of people are always like, "Oh, you got to watch this movie." Oh, I you told know. you. I told you. I was like, "Friday is a classic. It is I, a stoner's classic." I wrote down some decent uh, little notes here. Just some. Just some little things. Ice Cube's, you know, of course, is like first big role and everything. It's what set him in, in terms of the movie world to. The yeah, film was, world to become something with Chris Tucker. Chris Tucker, the dude was a riot. The dude's always <laughs> the a riot. dude was I don't know obnoxious. What happened to the dude. Like he was, he's fucking hilarious. I don't know what happened to him. Oh man, his dad, uh, Ice Cube, Craig. I guess the main character. His dad being, I noticed that he was in Little Nicky, which was several years after that. But he was the uh, he was the guy that steals uh, Little Nicky's Adam Sandler's. Uh, fucking the flask. Uh, He's just like, I don't take no shit, boy. <laughs> yeah, ice, dad, yeah. Ice is, yeah, it was that same guy, I'm pretty sure. That character's a riot, um, too, in that movie. Man. There's just uh, some different things. It was him, he was in there. Uh, Bernie Mac, which a lot of people know from a lot of different stuff, was in there. That was Bernie fun to Mac see. Uh, another, another gentleman that was taken from us too soon. I will say that as well. Um... Man, like I don't know. I just wrote down some things. A nice, a nice Scarface. Another Quaalude. You'll be coming back to me. Little Classic reference. Movie. Uh, another thing I, I saw with the the whole by by Felicia thing. I was kind of like wondering. I'm like, is that? Oh, that was, was the origin. Like, was that the origin? Yeah. That's exactly what I wrote down. Because they, yeah. I mean, people didn't really use it when the movie came out. Like, I don't mm. feel like that was a big term in the 90s. Mm-hmm. But then I feel like people just started using it. But yeah, that, I feel like that was definitely the first time that was ever used. Yeah. Because the character's name was Felicia. So it fucking, like, it actually worked in the movie. And then people just started yeah, using I, it as a general term. I was, like, I was thinking that whenever I heard it. And I was in, you know, whenever I was watching with Justin, too, he, was, he said the same thing. He's just like, oh, I wonder... You know, I was kind of pointing stuff out. I'm like, man, I'm having all these thoughts. Um, oh man, do you know if any uh, ice like were Ice Cube songs in the movie? Any of them actually? Um, or do you know for sure? They had the Friday soundtrack had a lot of '90s rappers in it. Um, ooh, Hoochie Mama by Two Live Crew. I noticed that. I've heard that in that was also in Eastbound and Down, by the way. And they also put that in like a. Breaking Bad episode where Jesse's throwing parties at his house and stuff like that, and it was the whole the Hoochie Mama song started playing. Yeah, it's, it's that's been in all kinds of stuff. I like just wrote down some little stuff. I like the uh, the black and white kind of cut scenes, and it was a nigga nineties thing, so it reminded me of Clerks. Um, Is the audio gonna be good on the table? Yeah, I think so. I think we'll be fine. Um, but um, yeah, it. Uh, you know, I was like looking at that stuff. Uh, man, the Bernie Mac stuff. Uh, yeah, Dr. I, Dre was on that album with "Keep Their Heads Ringing." That's a good song. Ice Cube had a song called "Friday," obviously on there. Cypress Hill was on the album. I, I will say, in terms of the story itself, like I didn't expect Ice Cube to not be a smoker. To be honest with you, whenever it started, to not be the pothead. No, I I thought that he. I didn't think I knew Chris Tucker was like a wild man, but I was kind of like. I was kind of like, man, is uh, how's this going to go down exactly? But he just wasn't smoking at all, and then he eventually broke. And, it's because he had a job and, and shit. And that's yeah. whenever Smokey, Chris Tucker, you know, he yeah. was like, it's Friday, you ain't got no job. Yeah, I wrote that down, to do. too. I was like, man, the inception. Yeah. The inception of the whole thing. That's um, a big line, too, from that movie. I noticed there was a classic old little... Uh, girl like running on the side. It was a it was a classic boobs bouncing scene of the running, <laughs> like near the beginning of the movie. 
where they put the girl in slow-mo and the... That's <laughs> That's like in a lot of movies. They, it was kind of funny because I really didn't know what to expect, but like a lot of movies, was just them chilling on the porch, smoking weed. No, just, it was really just, just chilling. Like, it was just them chilling in the ghetto. Yeah. It was just daily life in the ghetto. It was kind of... Man. It was different, though, because, I mean, there wasn't, at that point in time, there wasn't really a lot of movies like that, just dialogue of them chilling in the ghetto. Like, there wasn't a lot of that. Um, I, these are just some things I really liked that I, that I took upon, and um, there was this scene where he got in the fridge, and he dropped the ice cube, ice cube did, you know, Craig and stuff, and he, like, looked down at it, and then looked back up at the camera and smiled, and, <laughs> uh, and I was just like, wow, I was like, they tried to pull one there. Uh, I'm sure a lot of people like noticed it or you know didn't notice it or whatever. I'm sure you've noticed that, haven't you? But like, was that like a little call into the you know the ice cube thing? It was so simple, so easy, and Justin was just watching. He didn't say anything about it. And I'm like, they did that just to just to mess around. Yeah. And uh, I mean, they did that. It was a couple times in that yeah. movie, though. Yeah. Kind of it was break cl- of the fourth wall a little bit. It was clever. I mean, it was whatever. Um, I I, I don't know. I just kind of went through some of the little things that I wanted to say about it and then i'll let you get to yours um the midget was giving the dick to that one girl (laughs) Um, (laughs) that was kind of funny he threw a brick through that dude's window yeah that guy was wild yeah have you ever noticed they always portray that in movies too i feel like when they put midgets in movies they're typically crazy yeah they're fucking doing some wild shit like something about like I, I don't know. I, th- I don't think midgets is even the correct thing to be saying anymore. I don't think that's the right term. Like, I'm trying to be correct because people are going to be listening to small people, midgets. I don't know. But, like, whenever they put them in films, they always put them in goofy spots just because, like, haha, they're small. Mm. Like, <laughs> it's ridiculous, but that's comedy for you. Um, it reminded me of, well, that, that didn't remind me of it exactly whenever you said that, like, the, the angry little guy thing was uh, like an elf whenever Peter Dinklage is in there and he comes in as the businessman and everything. And, oh, he plays, oh, he's an angry elf and all that kind of shit. He plays a great angry little person. Yeah, he was all pissed off. But yeah, just, I don't know. It was funny. It was entertaining. I was entertained the whole time. There's that big dude from, you know, the, I guess the main villain. Bless you. The Thanks. main villain was uh, was the guy. Zeus? He was, yeah, he Tiny Lister. He was in like a bunch of different shit but he was in like that scene where the joker's gonna blow up all the he was uh referencing the dark knight from our last conversation like he was in that where he's just like oh i'm gonna do what you should have did 10 minutes ago and uh like he threw the damn remote as a convict like out the window in the dark oh, night. oh yeah, yeah and uh and then the joker never blew up the boats you know yeah. and that was of course to do with that but anyways that was just a reference because i was like thinking of all these different things that i saw all these people in Whenever the guy pulled up in the candy ice cream van, for some odd reason, I just, like, thought it was going to be somebody else than it was. I don't know why, because I was, like, trying to pay attention as best as I could, you know, after smoking a little bit and whatnot. But I was like, man, I was, like, thinking for some reason, I was like, what if that dude is Cedric the Entertainer? I don't know why. Cedric the Entertainer, he's another name that was kind of funny for a while, and yeah. he just kind of fell off. Like, I don't know what he happened to him. In, uh, he, was, he was in Why Him with James Franco and Brian Cranston a few years ago. Wasn't that Zeus guy, uh, he was also the one in No Holds Barred with Hulk Hogan, wasn't he? Wasn't yeah. That Zeus? Yeah. Um, 
is like the main bad guy. Yeah. Or the, yeah, maybe. I'm trying to think. I don't know. I don't know if I've ever seen the whole No Holds Barred. Uh, that was cheesy. I shit. should I don't have. Know if I've actually seen it. It's definitely just cheesy. Um, I don't know, but overall, I will tell you. You know, I I enjoyed it. It was it was uh, it had its reputation built up and everything for me. So, I um, I was I was satisfied. I thought it was funny. Delivered. Yeah, it was him. One out of one delivering that to me. Um, so yeah, you liked it. I did. How uh, how did you how did you enjoy your uh, your second viewing of Mallrats and the first viewing you've done in four years of it? Yeah, have I not mean, seen it. I've been. You know, obviously, both like Kevin Smith a lot and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but as you know, even uh, Mallrats, I said with his whole uh, his whole little Jay and Simon about that Universe Studio. Well, what's that Universe called technically? Ask you Universe. Yeah, yeah. Just like Mallrats was my probably least favorite, just because mm-hmm. I liked the Clerks a whole lot. I like chasing Amy a whole lot, dogma and stuff, and I was like, ah, mall rats. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you suggested that one purposely for that reason, you know. <laughs> I I mean, I thought it was pretty good though. The second time around, like mm-hmm. I kind of, because ex- I examined it more, took notes, and kind of just appreciated it for the film. You know, I kind of thought it was interesting how it started, just with Jason Lee just doing that little dialogue about like his uncle keep getting like cats stuck up his ass and shit <laughs> yeah and then he's like he's just like he saw him buying a third cat and he's like why are you even buying this you know i just know you're gonna get it stuck up your ass he's like well how else am i gonna get the gerbil out of there he yeah just didn't see the punchline coming yeah. you know what i mean that was pretty good man they, they both um well i don't want to jump to your notes or anything like that but jason lee and um the other guy's character uh but is is Jason Lee's character is Brody, and then you got T.S.'s character, the main guys, and they get broken up with, like, the very beginning of the movie. Yeah, that's what and, I... Yeah, so it was... starts a big... Sorry, I don't mean to, you know, say that, but, like... So it just kind of offsets stuff right from the beginning. You're kind of like, okay, these two guys are bachelors, like, right from the start. Yeah, and I mean, the whole premise of the movie is basically them trying to get their girls back. Because mm-hmm. they were... I mean, really, they were shitty. They were shitty boyfriends, obviously. Like, they showed... How they were shitty boyfriends. That was basically the general basis at the beginning. Like, they only cared about their shit. Yeah. And then they kind of changed throughout it. Uh, I thought, you know, obviously Alyssa from Chasing Amy, that girl, she was she had a big part in this one again. You see a lot yeah. of recurring characters. Ben Affleck is in it as he it was in a few of his movies. But he was a douche. He was such a douche in this one. He was like a halfway rapist. Yeah, yeah. And shit. He was like, yeah, they made him like rapey. And shit, it was kind of, just to see that role, and then, like, chasing Amy, he had such a different role, he was such a, he was such more of a softie that was in love and shit. I, uh, I think that was Jason Lee's first, I don't know if it was his first film, or just his first leading role, but it was a very early Jason Lee performance, and he was, he was like a pro skateboarder, like, in the years before that, you know, and that's what he was doing. And it was very. It was also very funny because his um, his brother Randy, and my name is Earl. That's Ethan Suppley, and he was in that movie as well. Yeah. And shit. Yeah. So that was kind of a funny connection. The sailboat. Was, yeah, that was his whole character. <laughs> his whole character was just not seeing that sailboat. That was funny as fuck. Yeah. But um, I also wrote down about the stink palm. 
I want to talk about that because that's fucking disgusting. But that was hilarious. Yeah. Like seeing him, oh, just they they like animated it to just be so gross. You see him like lick the melted chocolate. Okay, a stink palm for people listening. When you just like take the crease of your hand, like the fold from like your your pointer finger to your thumb, and you just like have been sweating and your ass cracked, and you just run your hand <laughs> right there. Paint the visual. Go and shake your enemy's hand. And they have that left on their hand. So he like went and shook this guy's hand and then had him eat the chocolates out of the bag and shit. That was, that was fucking funny because that was just nasty. Nasty slash funny. And Jay, fucking Jay always just has lines in all these movies. Just these fucking lines that are just so classic. In every movie. And I just, I wrote down one just because I was like, that, that one was fucking good. Because mm. he has him in every one. But the one I wrote down was to Ethan Suppley's character in the sailboat and shit. And he's just, like, yelling at him. And he's like, what you need is a fatty boom patty blunt. <laughs> I guarantee you'd see a sailboat in ocean and maybe even some big-titted mermaids doing some of that lesbian shit. <laughs> And then after that, he's like, he's like, look at me, look at me, you sloppy bitch. (laughs) That that was killer. That was one of the best. And obviously the performance of uh, getting Stan Lee to be in that movie was just off the wall. Because like Kevin Smith wasn't really a huge name director at all at that point. It's only the second movie. Just a big comic fan. That was probably such a dream come true for him to get Stan Lee, of all people, to appear in his movie and shit and give his dating advice to Jason yeah. Lee's character, Brody. That was... And it was a setup. Yeah, it was the all a setup. Was a setup. Yeah, that was hilarious. Like, oh, man. Mall rats. Like... And the three-titted fortune teller. That was... Yeah. That that part as well. I that remember that from alarm. my first viewing. Yeah, dude. And it, it was got, a piece of it gum. It got me again. It got me again. I totally forgot the third tit was fake. And then she, third pulls, it, she pulls it off at the end. Yeah. yeah. She just pulls it off at the end and like starts chewing on it. And that was funny as fuck. Like, they walk in. Jason Lee's character is the one that's all down for it. And then he's the one that's like, oh, my yeah. God. Like, turning away. They went in there to get some uh, advice on basically how to get the girls back, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And... She was spot on, though. That was was crazy. Yeah. They didn't tell anything about themselves, and she was spot on with the information she gave them. Yeah. But yeah, Mallrats, I'd, I mean, I'd check it out. If you hadn't seen it, I'd check out all the Kevin Smith movies. Oh, yeah. They're all... If you, haven't, if you haven't checked them out. They're all quality. Like, I, you know, I've liked them. Like, the ones in that universe, at least. Um, man. Well, yeah. Going from that, still... Man... Trying to think, Mallrats. Like they've gone through some different productions with that. Like they were supposed to make a sequel to it, then it was supposed to turn into a uh, TV show, and now the project's just dropped all together, and we're getting the uh, sequel to Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Um, and so it's funny how Kevin Smith incorporated himself being the one trying to use the Jedi mind trick the whole movie. Like he was the one trying to do that. That was pretty funny. Obviously, like yeah, that was pretty funny too incorporating star wars in there how would how can you not incorporate star oh, the, wars where yeah. you where you can because there's i feel like there's just a line, legendary i feel like there's a line of reference of star wars and like all of his uh, his ask you universe movies yeah it's always some star wars stuff 
which is great. I mean, um, you know, it's a very, it's a great series for show. For show. Who's got the lighter? Let me get that for you for show. <laughs> super, super bad. Yeah, super bad's fantastic. That's such a good comedy. Like when it comes to comedies released, like after two thousand, in my opinion, super bad. One of the best. It was the breakthrough for the Rogan kind of era. Rogan and Franco just oh, even though they weren't a main character, the game. Yeah, yeah. Every one of them. This is the end of Pineapple Express. The interview. The disaster artist. There's some really funny, like actors and that are in their films a lot even mm-hmm. that aren't necessarily like Danny McBride Bill Hader fucking killer Bill Hader <laughs> hilarious like that group is just killing the game yeah I would recommend any of their movies any of them they're all they're all pretty funny they're all worth checking out yeah like whenever we see a Seth Rogen or James Franco movie or Danny McBride movie like that's coming to theater Jonah Hill even mm-hmm. that's coming to theaters like gotta check that out like Jonah Hill, one of my favorite actors, just because he's so versatile. Like mm-hmm. that's the way I feel about Franco. He's just like he can play comedy, he can play a douchebag, he can play like a serious sentimental role. Like mm-hmm. this dude can play it all. His role in in Moneyball was really, was really good. He was like you know he did a wonderful performance in that, like being a, the second lead. Yeah. Same as Wolf of Wall Street. His Jonah Hill is like the man. I'm like not that he can't lead a movie, but. In a lot of time, a lot of cases, I've I've seen him be a great second man. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like is a great because he's still a lead role, but it's like yeah, he's still in the film a lot, like yeah. enough for him More to than really anybody. establish his character. Mm-hmm. But he's not the main story. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like War he's, Dogs, he was a co-star. Like yeah. he co-starred in that, and that was great. Same as Twenty One Jump Street with Channing Tatum and yeah. whatnot. Those are both good. Like he's he's in so much different stuff. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, um, he has done comedy that's just been great. Man. He's done some serious roles. Like, War Dogs and Wolf of Wall Street is really what sold... And Moneyball is really what sold me on him, like, being a fucking actor. Like, mm. oh, he acted no one is cracked. Well. Like, it's not... He's not just, like, up there cracking jokes and uh-huh. Yeah. Like, he fucking... He... He's professional. Like he's he knows what he's doing. He has worked a long time to like get his craft down. I uh, I enjoyed Jonah Hill like you know acting as the person or just you know taking on a whole new kind of different character. But I will say, and I'm not just kind of being biased with the whole you know Wolf of Wall Street. I mean, I love the movie, but to be honest, that's like the main role that I truly do sort of forget. I'm watching Jonah Hill. You know what I mean? Because he's so out there and just just obnoxious, um, and uh, plays a great second lead to Leonardo DiCaprio. So I mean, That's I think important. I think most people, I know, I you really do and need actors. a strong supporting man too. And actors though, that's very like that's what is breakthrough in actors. Like if you're watching the film and you feel like you're actually watching a story about this character that you're like watching the movie about mm. and you're not like oh my god this is fucking mm-hmm. insert actor here mm. like if they can actually like get so into the role that you're just in that with them 
that's like that's what breaks through from like good to great you know yeah i agree he's he's good i don't i don't even know what he's got coming out like johnny depp leo dicaprio jonah hill matt mcconaughey you know brad pitt jack nicholson like those realm of actors they they can fucking get the job done like they're (laughs) oh yeah they're the ones that you immerse in their films and you're like every time you know it's them you know like that they're starring in this movie but you're not thinking about it while you're watching the movie like you're thinking about the character they're Mm. portraying and that's important it's just some people that are in action films like you kind of you you never you're never really gonna see you know you're gonna see the person more than you're gonna see the like the actor per se or you're gonna see the actor more than you're gonna see the character per se like Sylvester Stallone you know like The Rock like Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know what I mean? Like people like that that are in these big blockbusters, but you're gonna sort of see them, I think, more. And I'm not, you know, da- dissing on any of them at all. Like, well, they're just iconic yeah. fucking things at this point. Like Arnold Schwarzenegger, yeah, you're gonna see Arnold Schwarzenegger if you go see a movie of his now. Like Sylvester Stallone, I can still like, yeah, it's Sylvester Stallone. But th- there's two roles that that dude can still play and ride on. That he has forever, and that's obviously Rambo and Rocky. Like that dude can play those roles, and no, they nobody'd picture anybody else as Rocky or anybody mm. else as Rambo because he solidified himself as that. And I heard they didn't; they originally didn't want him as Rocky because they didn't like his voice. They didn't uh. think that he was gonna do it well enough. But he's like, no, like, because apparently it was his story or whatever, or he helped with the story, and he's like, no, like if I'm gonna if sell this and do this i'm fucking gonna be rocky and it worked the only other like actor that i can think of with two huge roles that are possibly um bigger or at least bigger if you combine them is harrison ford playing indiana jones and han solo you know what i mean harrison ford yeah he's because i would say iconic character because i would say star wars is a bigger franchise than you know I mean, they're not really comparable because they're two different, complete things, science fiction and, like, you know, the action and stuff like that. Um, But it's just, like, Star Wars, I think Han Solo, I don't know, Han Solo's bigger, I think, because Star Wars is bigger than Indiana Jones, but Indiana Jones, he's the lead guy, so it's, like, I think he actually prefers... he loves Indiana Jones more. He he prefers Indiana Jones, I think, too. Just because that's his baby. Mm -hmm. Like, that's... Nobody else is going to play that role, no. kind of like, nobody else is going to play Rambo. They wanted to replace like, him. He said no. He said, oh, I yeah. earned that. He earns the right, he, he has earned the right to call the shots, whether he wants to be done. Or he's going. done these movies since, when, when did Raiders come out? 81. 81. He's had this character. Since before then, because they were filming it probably mm-hmm. in the late 70s. Yeah, know, I'm sure like, it was a thing by like, a little after Star Wars, probably. Yeah. Um, I guarantee, yeah, they were filming it. Probably right, right after because that came out seventy seven, right? Yeah. Remember dates like a motherfucker over here, like usual though. But <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I just can name. If I need to ask you, uh, like if I need to figure out a date, I'm coming to you. <laughs> I can like, know a lot of times. I even know the month, but I don't always know the day. If it's something significant in my own life, maybe I know the day. But you know, in recent years, I've I've lost some track of dates, but. Do we um, want to uh, oh, man. get on with uh, exchanging these the new movies now, I guess, for the upcoming week? We can just go from I mean, we can. From there? We can. Yeah, I'm down. Um, 
I mean, we're on the fucking talk of actors and movies. Anyways. Yeah, we yeah, we're still well. on. We've been on movies pretty much this whole this whole time. So I mean, whatever. Want to talk about them? It happens. I'll. Uh, I fucking love them. So I'll go. For, I can go this first this time. Okay. Um, I don't think you've ever seen this. I don't know. Maybe you have. Maybe you haven't. We've never watched it together though. You ever seen uh, Gangs of New York? No. No, I Gangs of New York, Daniel Day-Lewis, Cameron Diaz, Leonardo DiCaprio. Good film. This is a long motherfucker. Yeah, well. Gonna take me two nights. <laughs> gonna get too high and fall asleep. <laughs> well, find a time. Scorsese. Yeah, Scorsese movie, too. It's uh, That's a good one. It's been a while since I've watched it, but... Um, so a fantastic movie. Leo's good. Daniel Day-Lewis is the only man to even win three best actor, like lead actor roles ever. Jack Nicholson's won like two and one of them was a supporting role, so it was kinda like it's not quite as much because they weren't all leading. But like yeah. Daniel Day Lewis, the dude only makes a movie every, you know, like five years and he's won three best actors, you know. So it's like Daniel Day Lewis, Leo DiCaprio and Cameron Diaz. That's a pretty killer trio. Liam Neeson's in it too. Trio. Liam Neeson's in it too. Yeah, I'll definitely, uh... uh so See, I thought, I'm going into this with, uh... No knowledge of the movie. Yeah. So, it, it'll so be... Give you something completely fresh now. That's something I, I considered us watching, but, like, I was like, well, man... It's like, you need to see that. It's, uh, that's a good one. Give you that back as well. Good old. But, yeah, that's kind of funny, because... So, Gangs of New York was released in, like, 02, I think. Something like that. So, give me a little, uh... Overview, what's the plot here? Um, I don't know if any sort of description I can give is going to do just right now, just because I'm, I'm trying to re- recall like the story as best as I can verbatim in my own mind, but it's just, like, I don't know. The back will tell you some stuff about it. New York in the 1860s. I was trying to remember, yeah, what the time frame was. 1860s it is? Yeah. I thought it was almost earlier than that, but okay, I guess that makes sense. Um, Gang warfare. Yeah, it's... Um, you'll see how it goes down. All right, well. um, Leo and Daniel Day-Lewis are pretty much polar opposite sides in this movie. Different gangs, if you will. Yeah. Uh, so you'll kind of you'll kind of see how it goes from there. I mean, you can probably assume that it's about dominance over New York City in the 1860s mm-hmm. in that scenario. And I mean, it's one of those cities that, that's, that it's been that way forever. So yeah, and I'll just get dominance. I'll let you sort of. Uh, I'll A lot let you of go games going yeah. on in big cities and uh, the ending. Every the ending too, uh, beautiful fucking showing of i'm not gonna give it away but they show new york city like as the movie ends like at where like where they are in the 1860s yeah and then they show them every x amount of years and how new york changed at the very end of the movie it's pretty cool so it was just of the same shot just like all the skyscrapers like they were built and stuff like that you know what i mean yeah so um i always kind of remember that uh i always remember that like shot at the end so it was pretty. It was pretty good, but yeah, the story. I mean, it's good. You'll if you've never seen it, you'll go into the fresh mind. Um, you'll uh, you'll see how it pans out. Right. Um, but yeah, they're they're kind of running their own sort of gang, and Leo's a young man, and Daniel Day Lewis is the 
he's the guy. So he's the guy of the city. Yeah, he definitely seems uh, much older. Than yeah, we yeah. All right. Well, you ready for yours, I suppose? Uh, sure. Uh, I know we started to watch this together, but we it was a kind of a sloppy night. We weren't necessarily in the normal's mind, and I'm pretty sure you you fell asleep before. And I don't know how much attention you know we were really paying or whatever. Mm-hmm. So uh, Johnny Depp, The Rum Diary, I brought <laughs> it back for you. Figure uh, it's a Hunter S. Thompson movie. I'm sure if you guys are listening, and you listen long enough, I'll be I'll talk about him. A few times. I'm a fan. Big fan of Hunter S. He's pretty, uh... He's an intriguing, a very intriguing man. And him and Johnny Depp got pretty close. Like, the thing that I love about Johnny Depp's movies, mm-hmm. portraying Hunter S. Thompson, is the dude literally lived with him and stayed with him and built a bond with him for a while to really, like, get to know him. Like, he used to read his books. Like, this is true shit. Like, he would read... Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas or The Rum Diary or whatever, he'd read it to Hunter S. Thompson. And Hunter S. Thompson would, like, tell him to, oh, you know, you got to add more emphasis on that part. You need to slow that down. or And he would, like, tell, pretty much told him how to read his work. Yeah. And Johnny Depp said that was, like, the best, like, the most anybody could ever do for him as an actor. Mm-hmm. It's basically tell you how to play them. Like, he really... They, like, formed a big bond. Like, Johnny Depp actually was the one that paid for his funeral and shit. He blew his ashes out of a cannon. Wow. Because that was uh, Hunter S.'s wish. So when he died, he paid for it and blew his ashes out of a cannon into the ocean. Jack Nicholson was at his funeral, a couple other guys. Yeah. But, yeah. So, yeah, you'll definitely have to check it out. It's earlier Hunter S. Thompson. Anybody that's watched Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, that's Hunter S. when he's a little more of an established journalist, I suppose. And this is, like, earlier on. Um, yeah, I uh, wish I could have... Like, I was thinking about giving you a more a better description and kind of, like, looking up the summary of Gangs in New York. But I was kind of like, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to say too much, but I will admittedly say I don't remember entirely how the plot goes down because it has been years since I've watched it. But I knew you probably hadn't seen it, and I remember it being a really good movie. Um, I've probably only watched it, the whole thing, once or twice. Um, And it's been a few years for me, but, you know, look at the actors in it. It's going to be, it's a good one. You know, Scorsese, man, Scorsese. However you want to pronounce it. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, I'll definitely check it out. But yeah, that's kind of funny that we were giving not. praise to Leo DiCaprio and Johnny Depp. Yeah, movies. just a few minutes ago. Yeah, and involved them. What do you know? Yeah. Oh man. All right. But yeah. Oh, I fucking wanted to talk to you about. Uh, I actually wanted to bring this up, uh, Artie Lang, because you introduced me to Artie Lang. Yeah. Not too long ago, actually, with the whole uh, Beer League. Wasn't that the name of that movie? Yeah. Artie Lane's Beer League. It was like his, he yeah. wrote that shit. But he was in Mad TV, is apparently where he got his start. And he was the Howard Stern show and stuff. And uh, I'm Joe Rogan, I listen to his podcast all the time. And he talks about Artie Lane. As do I. And he's I'm like, Joe. He's like, um, so he's the nicest guy that you'll like ever run into. Like, he's a fantastic person. Mm hmm. But drugs have just taken over his life, like, ruined him. 
like the like if you see there's a mug shot that I'm gonna show you. Mm-hmm. This is the whole reason I wanted to bring it up, just because like he doesn't even he looks terrible. It looked now. completely different than he did in beer league. Oh yeah, he I haven't seen him. Washed, he was like, Artie Lang was uh, a lot of people don't even know this, but the whenever um, speaking of Elf again, the whole Will Ferrell when he attacks the uh, he's you know he's not the real he's not the real Santa thing. He's yeah. just like you're a fake, you're a fake. The guy he tackles that is played by Artie Artie Lang actually. That's who that That's is. Funny, yeah. He's in that. He's in. He's in Entourage as well, uh, for like an episode or so. Yeah, people say he's like um, just he's the nicest guy, but yeah, same with like him and John Belushi mm. alike. Like both those kind of actors kind of just got the mentality eventually. Like, oh, I'm the fucked up guy. Like, I'm meant to get fucked up. Like, this is what people like to see me do. Like, oh, this is my thing. Like, people would expect him to be that way. Yeah. So, like, <clears throat> he he ran with it. Same thing with John Belushi, and it killed him. But, I mean, I guess... Okay, here it is, though. This is, like, a, a mug shot. His nose is gone. Jesus Christ. I have not seen that at all. And the doctor that has that show botched, yeah, uh, he says that he can fix him. But here's another. This is he like, does not look like himself at all. This is this was also a mug shot of his. I don't know what the, what happened, but it was drug possession that he got put in jail for. But like, he literally looks like a homeless man. Like, just to see that. Like that is very hard to believe that that is him, looking, so different than how he used to look. It's just it's so sad yeah. to think that that can it really happen is. to people. Like yeah, that can it just takes them out. Like that's scary. It's honestly really scary. Yeah, because like uh, we were just listening to that Jordan Belfort podcast, mm. like how he said, "Oh, drugs, you know, people can do their shit and handle them responsibly." But it's so easy to let it get out of hand and control you, like, and that's it. That's I, the the only good thing that can come from him looking like like seeing that. Like, it's not gonna do ever be good for him. But mm-hmm. like, that can scare somebody straight mm-hmm. or get somebody at least to like, yo, I gotta tighten up. Like, yeah. I like. I don't know. It's. I feel like a lot of didn't. That obviously can't see because we have no way of showing people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, look up Artie Lang. All you got to do is look up his name. Even if you don't know him, this guy, he used to be... He used to be a pretty uh, good sketch comedian. Pretty well-known for a while. And he just kind of... He fell off and got big into drugs. That's crazy, man. His nose is just... It's gone. Like, that's not even, like, a broken-looking nose. Like, like, that's... fat and flat. Yeah, it's, like, flat and not even... Like, his... That's a lot of snorting shit for yeah. a long time, I yeah. guess. I don't really even know how that, like, what happened there. Like, how yeah. that even became. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know I either. I had to show Honestly. you that just because, like, I saw that and was like, oh, my God. That picture where he looks homeless, like, I've never, I've never seen him look anything like that. Like, he looks completely different in that, in just those like pictures. Compared to anything that I've seen him in. Like, that's, nose. that's crazy, though. Heavy looking eyes, like yeah. he just like looks spent, like he, he just uh, strung out. And Isn't he only in done. like his forties or something? Uh, 
I don't. Maybe at most in his fifties. Like I don't know. He's not. He's not. He's. I don't even know what to say to that. Those photos. Those are. Those are kind of. Those are fucked, man. Poor guy. He's fifty-one. Fifty-one, and he looks like that. He looks like he's. They said he used 81. to come on the Howard Stern show because he was like a big guy on there for a while. Yeah. And he used to just literally come in there with like sunglasses on, just strung out on heroin and shit. Just like fucking lounging out in his chair. And he just became known as that guy. Yeah. It's just sad. Yeah, he got to start doing stand-up comedy at improvs at 19. I was looking um, at uh, who... Who the Hollywood Improv is gonna have in our flight to California, like in the next dude. Check out days. the Comedy Store. It's it's close to L.A. and that's where all the big names go. Joe Rogan, Joey Diaz, Tom Joe, Segura, Bert Joe's Price, doing a show. All talking about it. Joe's doing a show in at the Hollywood Improv like tomorrow. Damn. Yeah, yeah but I mean it's sold out. And I think it's been sold out just because he's a big name and everything. Um, dude, I really have gotten really close with. Uh, like, just listening to Joey Diaz a lot lately. Mm. And, like, he's older now, and that dude has done a lot of drugs, too. And I hope the motherfucker hangs on for a long time. But I want to see him. Just because, you know, I want mm. to ensure that I get a chance to see him. And I don't know if I will or not. Does he have health issues right now? Not necessarily now, but he said he knows he's got early signs of emphysema and shit. And the, like, he's like, it doesn't take a fucking doctor. <laughs> To tell me. He's it doesn't like, take I, a fucking doctor. I've been smoking. He's like, I smoked cigarettes for over 20 years. I smoked weed for over 30. He's like, I did blow for like 25 years. Fucking did all the drugs, man. The dude's just, he's, he's went wild for a long time. Like, he, he's done hundreds of hits of acid in his life. Jesus. Like, there's just no way that he is in as fantastic shape at 55 as... <laughs> A per, as a normal person, but I don't honestly know. Is he only fifty five? Yeah. Wow. But I, yeah, everybody's Cuban, you know. It don't matter. Longest yard is like fourteen years ago. So. Like I don't. Um. He was in that. I like I just know him from that because that was the first people. time I ever saw him. Sorry. You again. Um. But yeah, that was the first time I ever saw him. Was the longest yard. I got talking about him falling off though. I don't know what really causes people to get cancer or get sick and ill and die like I don't really know if it is yeah I'm sure like smoking and stuff isn't helping you but I don't really necessarily know if that's what's leading to it I feel like a lot of it is poor genetics poor breeding smoking like what do you mean smoking what just like, smoking just sm- cigarettes cigarettes you know yeah. like well lot, I mean a lot of the things they say that oh this causes this Maybe it does, but maybe it causes it easier for people with susceptible genes. And I'm not saying that anybody does or doesn't have them, but like yeah. I feel like there's some bad breeding and some worse genes. There's no telling it might. in anybody's fucking gene line. I guarantee you, gene go down, if you go down anybody's family tree, yeah, there's fucking incest. I guarantee it. I guarantee it. We're all maybe. fucking incest somewhere. <laughs> I feel I think, like that's what's part of poor genetics nowadays, fucking incest way in the past. I think it goes, I think it leads to it for sure, but it's just like, but yeah, I mean, I could definitely see like, um, you know, your heritage and everything leading to it or you being more susceptible to, to getting some sort of cancer. That's whenever, 
people get cancer early or something like, like that yeah, because their say. mom or their grandparent or their cousin or just somebody in their in their bloodline in their in their gene pool like has something similar or has the disease and then it's just it doesn't take as much sometimes and you pass it on and people get stuff like people get diseases and stuff like that or you know are more susceptible to getting cancer at an earlier age and uh it's just not good like we need to either they need to release the cures to all these these things because i feel like somebody somewhere has to know more than what like science and the media and everybody acts like they know like seriously like a lot of people are like oh it's like a conspiracy shit but it's like i somebody has to know more it's like are you telling me that we can fucking you know we can we can send people up in outer space fly around different planets in the sun and like the fucking moon and all these different well, places I mean, and we can't figure out a cure to simple ass I mean, diseases on the earth. We can't go to a lot of places though. We haven't even made it to Mars. That's that's. But how does that? We make, sent, but see, like, how does that make sense? We sent drones places. We have footage from way out in the fucking. How can solar we figure system. out computer chips and specific little fucking things meaning a certain thing, you know, in code and all kinds of web designer type <laughs> really intricate, crazy detailed bullshit? But we can't cure a simple fucking disease. That's no, what I don't understand. I feel like maybe. I mean, if you were going to get conspiracy. I mean, I it's not like necessarily maybe. conspiracy. I just don't think. I just it maybe if they released it, then fucking I don't know. All these drone companies would be put out of business because they're like, oh, probably well, they know all of our somewhere, shit. But some big fucking name or corporation or something has like ownership to it or something, and they're not gonna sell it at a reasonable price, or they're holding it from the public and shit. Like I feel like yeah, because if they hold it from the public and they don't sell it. Mm-hmm. Then we all pay on shit to treat cancer patients longer, and like yep. they're they're paying on shit longer to keep them alive and miserable. Yep, that's to what they're give doing. Them medication like that's gonna fuck them up. It's a scam, dude. Oh yeah, dude. They're chemo, fucking. They're chemo's fucking pigs. Terrible. They're fucking pigs, man. Like people that are like see like actually having experience, you know, seeing people go through the cancer process and just seeing what chemo and seeing what it fucking does to them. It's just like, my God, like how can there not be a better way than this? Like misery, just people yeah. going through absolute misery and having to pay for it and everybody else having to pay for it. Like it's all just, hey, that's why the government's just like, hey, theoretically, you get a treat, I want a treat. Give me all your money. Theoretically, charities are uh, something good to donate to, and 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 whatnot like that. But it's, I don't know, man. I've heard so much, so many scandals and so many things going on with those two. Like last time we were talking about this in the nursing home thing about people, t- you know, potentially stealing old people's money or whatever. But it's like, I seriously, I don't know. I've heard so many rumors about that. So many so many details about just different charities being scams and it's like that's why sometimes i'm just hesitant like i'm not trying to be an asshole like whenever i go to a register and somebody's like oh would you like to donate the children's uh you know hospital for this and that you know or, or you know cancer or something i don't know it's just like i would love to donate to all that if i knew for sure it was going to something well, we know that was real time it's not I know because they 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 scam a lot of fucking. I don't understand. I don't understand. There's how, just so much they, dishonesty out there with all that kind of yeah, that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's the issue. Man. It's the same thing with 
feeling like you should control it. it's the same thing as feeling like you should give money to like a homeless person or a person that's like oh i ran out of gas on the side of the road and me and my daughter need help getting home how many times have you heard that story that kind of stuff and then like, it's like where's your daughter you can't walk down the street yeah with people going it, it's just oh excuse me we're homeless we need a place to stay tonight okay i, I would feel, love to I help feel you terrible for you yeah i feel absolutely awful for you if this is true yeah but how can i be sure i know whenever six times a day you can be walking down the street and somebody will come up to you i guarantee not all of them are honest hey i'm trying to send my kid to disney world yeah uh this is their fundraiser for school <laughs> trying to sell some candies or hey you know uh my girlfriend's pregnant and we're low on cash like I feel for you. I want to help you out, but I don't know if you're even being truthful with me. Are you about to go? I know it's buy it's a happened. crack rock two blocks down, or are you about to actually utilize this? It happens like telling it me? happens again and again and again and again. Like people, they just always do that. And like some of the dishonest people ruin it for the people that actually are in desperate need of help. And I just, I just don't like it because it's very hard to decipher. Sometimes it's obvious because they're they're terrible at hiding things, but. You know, sometimes it's hard to decipher who's actually telling the truth and who's not because it's not like you can, you know, exactly. Like in California, whenever I lived there, like last year, um, guy was standing outside of the Circle K maybe down there, and he was he was just like, hey, man, do you, uh, he, do you have any money or anything? And I, I saw him a minute ago. It, he was actually in Circle K, and he was scratching off. Like I saw him walk from outside to inside, and he was had just got done scratching off like a lottery ticket. And I had food left over from, like, Jack in the Box. And I was just like, uh, I can give you some food if you want some food. And he's just like, oh, no. He's like, that's okay. So it's like, you're telling me you don't want any food, but you're going to take some money to buy a lottery ticket with, which statistically uh, aren't great odds, even though, I mean, we all buy lottery tickets if we can afford to lose the money, or most of us should, I would think. But I just got done seeing him buy lottery tickets, and he was asking for money. It's like... Dude, if you're homeless, why the hell would you chance? You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't... That's the issue. It's like, I am willing to help people, but it's like, you're you're really gonna, you know, pull some shit like that? It's like, how does that yeah. even... How does that even make sense? Well, you see a lot of them... Man, a lot of homeless people. I don't know. I feel bad because there's so many... Ho- like, the homeless in general is an issue that I want... Like, I feel like we really need to help as a country. Like, I see the homeless, and it makes me sad. Like, there shouldn't be people going through that. There shouldn't be people having to live like that. It bothers me. But, like, you know, a lot of the homeless really aren't... It's clogged. Yep. A lot of the homeless really aren't um, utilizing their money right. A lot of them, you know, are drug addicts, are alcoholics. And I'm not going (laughs) to act like I'm above any of that. Like, I'm not fucking on a level but if you have no money if you have absolutely no money and oh my god you got 20 bucks from asking people walking down the street Mm -hmm. and then you go and buy a bottle of soco it's not my fucking fault you're on the street then you know yeah like what are you doing you're not putting in any effort to not be here either like and i get I get being in spots like that, too. Like, I know that there's real addicts, but okay, go to some fucking place and help yourself. Go to a homeless shelter and say, I'm addicted to drugs. 
like <laughs> if it if you're out on the streets that I feel terrible for addicts because that's a disease like I'm not gonna act like that's not an actual disease like a lot of people are just like oh you're fucking I mean fucking crack at it okay you. I don't want to I don't think fuck, I don't people. think I don't think fuck them either I don't think that but it's it's a disease but it's an addiction it is definitely it's, an addiction it's an addiction it so, first it is so they are so addicted to it that they get cold sweats they shake they like yeah their body actually I have I mean I have needs like they're not going to get themselves off of that on the street I have sympathy but I mean all of these people are generally pretty much all of them like didn't decide to necessarily be addicted but they made the choice in the first place to do whatever it is you know what I mean it doesn't mean I don't have sympathy for them but it's just like it's you know what I'm saying to some extent it's not like it like addiction never fell in anybody's lap ever in the his you know in the history of time to my knowledge i mean but there is spots like i'm not trying to say it is or isn't but listen we grew up rural suburban like suburban <coughs> suburban you know we weren't necessarily we definitely weren't urban we weren't fully country either oh, and we weren't around that shit all the time but like there's spots where, oh, you're born, and your parents are crack addicts, and they're selling they're selling drugs on your fucking street, mm. and then that you're around that shit all the time. You're not going to escape it, because that's what you know. Yeah. Like, that's well, see, what everybody that's shitty, around there that's knows. It's shitty because the kids, a lot of times, have no chance in those environments. No, they don't, you know? and that's fucked up. Like, that really is, like... I really wish we could do more to help that, those kind of people, mm-hmm. like those kind of communities, the homeless and the extremely, like the extreme poverty, poverty areas, just like, yeah. we need to focus on that as a country and I mean, we need to saving house, the earth as human, humanitarian. We, we need to take care of the people. We need to house, like, we need to, we need to help people in those sort of situations and communities. But we most certainly need to house, like, veterans that are homeless, people like that. You know what I mean? Like, there's no reason anybody that fought for this country should be homeless. No. Like, there's no, especially served, you know, years of the military were active duty. Whether they were active duty or not, like, it's just like, you know, they just no, there's no fucking reason for it. It's like, why, why would that be, um, that should be a thing. You know what I mean? No. It's like you could have died for your country in a lot of instances, so I don't know. It's just that's just what I feel about it, but you know, things things are going haywire, so Yeah, the like the way I see it in a perfect world, like I don't want anybody. I don't think anybody should be homeless, you know? No. Like no. there's never a point in time where I would want to be there, you know? No. And I don't really wish that upon anyone. But like Oh. Well, shit, I think we're about we're about <laughs> close to actually having to wrap this up. Yeah. Getting deep. And it's getting late, getting deep, getting, getting deep. deep and Figured this might happen, end. though, yeah. Um, man. So I guess we've got um, Fourth of July coming up, the whole weekend and everything, and I'm going to be going to Cali. Fireworks. I'm going to be going to Cali. You're going to be holding down the fort here. Yes, sir. Um, and 
I don't know. I guess we'll reconvene in the coming days sometime, and uh, we need to come up with a – yeah, get the boys. Need to come, come up with a logo. Need to come up with a logo in the meantime. Um, so, I don't know. We'll uh, we'll reconvene with everybody pretty soon. Definitely. Watch uh, Gangs of New York and yeah. Rum Diary. Definitely. So – all right, we're about out of time, folks. Well, have a great 4th of July. Great weekend, and we'll see you next time.